0: On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about the use of special tests, we talk about strength training after surgery, and we talk about some of the systems that we prefer, some direction on where you can go in learning some new systems. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. I am up here in Champion PT and Performance in Boston, Massachusetts, with Dan Pope, Dave Tilley, and Lenny McCrina. we reversed it just to see if you guys were paying attention in there. So little, that was uh, that was that was that was a fun episode. <laughs> we're tired today. I think yeah. we're tired. No, but this, this is good. We got one more awesome episode for today that we answer some awesome questions for you again. So JoJo
1: Coplo, take it away, bro. Ed from New York. <laughs> I'm Mike and the crew. Big fan of the Hello. show. Hey, hey. I want to know as to why in many PT programs they stress on special tests. While, while, one, of many, while one of my mentors says special <laughs> tests are not so special, can you elaborate on this and make better sense of this, please? All right, correct me if I'm wrong. Why do PT schools emphasize
0: special tests? One of your instructors said special tests aren't so special. Right. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay, good. Um, I don't know. Len, you want to take away?
2: they're not so special but they're uh,
0: one of your tools and
2: your toolbox
3: <laughs> 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 you
0: know, Len's going to make it a point to say that phrase every, every, every episode
2: yeah. <laughs> they, they're special they have a little like they, they give you like 5% information you know like you, you did your whole exam and then you do a couple tests because you value maybe it a little just to kind of Give you that one little extra piece of information, but I certainly don't rely on them. There's certain, there are a few of them maybe. If I'm doing like a milking sign for a Tommy John, or if I'm doing a valgus extension overload, or if I'm doing some kind of labral test that I suspect is label versus rotator cuff, which is like 99% of what we're doing in shoulders, um, certain tests like an O'Brien's or a pronated load or a biceps load phoom, will, um, will give me maybe one little bit one small piece of information but yeah again know them get through school and then you know use them minimally
0: uh, spe- so special tests aren't special but perhaps like I mean each special test has it's it's role like th- they all have various uh, validity and reliability you should know that right and you should you should pick the ones that, that are applicable to you but like heck I mean if you don't do special tests how, how do you how are you going to try to diagnose it right like you can do all these functional tests and I think that's great and I think that's what we should be doing but if you don't do special tests how do you pick the diagnosis like because yeah. the diagnosis gives gives you information the point of an examination, is to figure out what's wrong with the person and to develop a treatment plan.
4: I, I think, personally, a lot of this stems from, the again, the pendulum just swinging way too aggressively to one side when all this pain science came out with low back pain and, and disc herniations and shoulder stuff like labral tears, you know, the um, amount of stuff we have in the shoulder. I think we just swung way too far into the pain science side and forgot that people need biomechanics and it's really relevant. And there's way more overlap. I wrote a post on this because I got, I mean, honestly, I just got so sick of people arguing on social media for all of it. It's like way more overlap than, they, than you guys think. But if if you don't do special tests, what if you miss really big important things? What if you don't do a lockman on someone and they have a blown ACL? You know, not, probably you're going to see how swollen it is and stuff. But like, what if like, oh, special tests don't matter? We'll be just fine. You miss a huge issue, like you miss like a yeah. giant stress fracture in a gymnast that's acute and that they need to be braced because it's going to be a big problem. Yeah. So if you're like, oh, I'm too good for special tests, and then you really hurt yeah, them
2: certain, like you said, lockman is your best one you could probably do for an ACL. I mean, there are certain ones very good. that are you know very valuable, so know them, but.
0: Yeah, p- p- if you don't do that, that Lockman. I mean, how do you know if they you need to send them to a doctor if you saw them first, you know? Or more important, you know, we use special tests a lot to assess and reassess, right? So, like, you know, baseball player with uh, with that has like a positive milking sign, that's <laughs> that has a, that has a positive milking sign. You, we want we check that through their rehab process to wow. see if they're improving, you know. So, you know, we always say with our system here at Champ, we always say like we we want to, in our examination process we want to figure out what's pathological and what's suboptimal right if you're just looking at suboptimal you're, you're missing a whole boat on pathology
3: yeah well say sometimes I, i'm listening to someone subjective and i got this whole idea of what's going on inside in their joints wherever it is and i try a few tests and i'm like well that's not it that's not what i was thinking And it'll change the direct tra- trajectory of where i'm going too sure. so exactly rule things in and rule things out and go the right direction mm-hmm. right it looks like a duck
0: yeah, <laughs> I, I think the may, main point right. here is that, yes, you should be looking at functional movement patterns and stuff like that, but you shouldn't do that and shun special tests. Right. I mean, you still have to diagnose, mm-hmm. right?
1: Joe Joe? Glenn from Holland. We see a lot of athletes with shoulder labral tears as well as athletes with knee ACL reconstructions. Do you allow your shoulder athletes following surgery at one year out to perform push-ups, pull-ups, bench press, et cetera, and ACL post-surgery to perform squats At six months after surgery, we have a lot of MDs who prohibit these following surgery.
0: Wow, you're going to never do a push-up again.
1: Don't have surgery in Holland.
4: It drives me wild people, doctors or anybody, to like like yeah, no squats extreme. Are like, are like you ever gonna go to the bathroom again? Are you ever gonna get off a couch and go in your <laughs> car?
0: How so it sounds like you know what our answer is gonna be. <laughs> that's what, so you're a year out of shoulder surgery, and they're like, no, yeah, you're cleared. Get back to work. Uh, yeah, go get back to your sports, but no push ups. Open doors with hey, your hands. Yeah, I mean it's that it makes sense. Or you know ACL. Hey, yeah, get back, get back to high school football, but you can never squat again. No lunges yeah. ever. You know, like it's yeah, so it's pretty excessive. But I don't know. Maybe why do those doctors think that way? You think
4: I, I will play devil's advocate and say that I think there are some therapists who maybe aren't educated in the biomechanics of some of these exercises, and doctors see the negative effects of people kind of haphazardly blindly approaching a strength program. So they're two, three months out of it, and they're loading pretty heavy when they should not. Mm-hmm. The tissue's not back to homeostasis, and then they get flared up, and the joint. And the doctor's like, "Okay, well now we're set back." So I understand where they're coming from, but I think if that's a discussion between the two, that can totally be prohibited. Like you can totally get past that.
0: It, it, in most physicians, perhaps these physicians, they seem to be adamantly against Could it. they be on their side. That stinks. Literature. Move to another town where that surgeon's not there. But
3: There was an editorial on BJSM I just thought was really smart at one point because one of the things that happens is the strength conditioning coaches a lot of times will say, like, oh, you're hurting people, you're squatting, you're deadlifting. One of the problems is that the physical therapist might not be pre- preparing the athlete thoroughly enough, and then they get to their, um, their, their activity they're trying to get back to, and they get hurt as a result so a lot of times what we're doing is we're potentially setting up by f- for failure by not loading them up thoroughly and then they get hurt in another setting just because we didn't do our job but then again the blame doesn't fall on us We're like oh you squatted them you got them in trouble but we never loaded them up to the point where they could handle squatting and then we're saying they're okay and they're not okay so it's it's probably a, a catch twenty two. Yeah, be careful. Yeah.
1: That's
0: about as fired up as Dan Pope gets, right there. By the way, he was livid on that one. Kip right now. You go. <laughs> Kip. You guys don't know, but he's he's livid right now. <laughs> <laughs> be next to him. <laughs> um, Yeah, I, 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 great, great comments by Dan, too. We're not, in rehab, we're not bridging the gap, and we see, it's funny, we see all these uh, Instagram posts of people trying to do, like, uh, advanced rehab exercises, right? But they're just, they're just ad, advanced variations of a basic exercise. They're still comically basic sometimes. It's not about making a basic rehab exercise more advanced. It's about actually transitioning them to strength training. How many
1: strength training. can you stack for a squat? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. JoJo. Mallory from Buffalo,
0: New York, baby. Mal- so, this is Mallory's second question recently, which is good. So, question. I got to admit, Mallory, but she puts Mallory from Buffalo, New York, baby, with an exclamation point. <laughs> I feel like JoJo's not selling that emotionally <laughs> it's like, like yeah, you probably, probably did. I think pope should do it i mean i think i even saw, i think i even saw like you did it with capitals like that was not capitals joe like you didn't say it, it with close. you didn't say it with look look she's from buffalo baby her football team is so bad let's give her something let's give her something to be happy about so we'll feature another question on the show but she's had you you actually have more questions i
1: actually she's got good questions but anyway mallory I am a PT five years out in an ortho outpatient clinic. I just took my OCS exam and am looking for my next challenge, considering a method-slash-system-based approach like FMS. I am slightly familiar with a few different approaches, such as McKenzie, but never fully immerse myself. Is there one you would recommend starting with as a not-so-new PT? All right, so five-year-old wants to get going on a system, which we love.
0: We love systems, right? So that's good. So we've all been through, and we've all been through them, right? We've been through F- um, FMS, SFMA, and I think those are good basics. What's that? McKenzie. Yeah, some McK- McKenzie's got a system. Um, I'm trying to the think. Uh, yeah, PRI, Shirley Sarman's got some good system-based things. You know, we always say, like, look, we like systems, but, like, we, I think we integrate a lot of systems here, right? So I think you should. I think you should pick a system that you think is compatible to what you what you feel good about like what you you're passionate about in your profession you know so it's funny so ironically we've been working really hard on this here at champion about uh, about releasing a, a, our system and really like what we've been doing so really for the last 20 years in my career I've been looking at all these systems too just like you and I've put them together and it's again we say this all the time but it's made made me a mutt of all these great systems that we put out there but now it's you know we want to teach everybody exactly this System, because I have tried so many things that made make things better, made things worse, that fit my patient population, which didn't fit it in there. And I, we just want to really start, like say, like, hey, look, this is this is my system. This is how we do it here at Champion. This is this is how we do corrective exercise. This is how we do manual therapy. This is how we do strength training, and bridge that gap. Actually, going back to that last question, right? Here's how we do our movement assessment. So we are we're working on it on our end to kind of get you excited about it. I think this thing is going to be amazing by the time we're done. Um, you know, Just an integration of all the systems that we've learned. But I definitely think you should do it. So that being said, where do you think she should start other than waiting a few months for us? But uh, but where should she start? Where would you recommend? What's the first system you'd recommend?
4: Uh, I mean, I, we all kind of went the SFMA route as first. I think it's really good overall. I, I personally, I work in a, in a larger instability-based population. So I, I personally did like some of the stuff from the FRC system. Andrew Espina's got some good stuff in his FRC course. I haven't taken the soft tissue ones, but I found some really good concepts. I think they're on some of the front edge of some of the research, so it's kind of cool.
3: Yeah. I would I would think it has to do with the population you're trying to get into more and also the therapist you're trying to be, right? There's some really good manual certifications out there. I've taken a few through IOMP, which I liked a lot, and uh, if you're into the manual therapy and you have time, I think that's great. Um, At the end of the day, one thing I heard recently from Chris Johnson I thought was pretty good is that we're constantly looking for, like, a new system or a new program, and I think what's really good about what we're doing right now and it's good for other people to do is just to evaluate all the skills you have and try to make those better for a specific population, you know? Like, we have a lot of really good tools in our disposal, but we don't always use them nice and systematically from our toolbox, which Lenny has.
0: Len's got so many tools in his toolbox.
3: all the the stickers It depends on the tools in your toolbox. (laughs) (laughs) I guess just to wrap up, I think it's important that uh, we don't just chase the newest education opportunities. We try to make our own system better and better for each patient that comes to the door.
0: Right, and I, and I think a lot of these systems are quite incomplete, too, or quite, it's just such a narrow focus that they all try to tell you is the best in the world for everybody. But we all know that nothing's perfect for everyone, right? So that's kind of the point with our system that we're kind of working on here is it's not saying this is the best system or this is the do. We just say this is our system. This is what we do. And this is how we integrate all those things. And it's because we've pulled from so many other systems, so, yeah. you know, so, yeah. Systems. I just want to say systems again. Systems. 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 System of a Awesome. Is that three, JoJo? <coughs> nice. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. Another awesome episode. Go to mikeround.com, click on that podcast link. You can ask us some awesome questions. Um, anything you guys want to talk about fitness, PT, business, baseball, gymnastics, yeah, okay. CrossFit, Dan Pope's personal life, Dan Pope's training uh, routine <laughs> in his garage with or without a hood on at the same time. Does your head get cold? Sometimes. 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 (laughs) It's a garage.
3: It's a garage, garage, right?
0: So it's good. Any questions you guys want to ask about, we'd appreciate it. We'd love it. And go to iTunes and subscribe and review us. We'd really appreciate that. We take a look at all those things. Um, And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRynell.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question.